I don't know. If we go hard on Jeff, do you think he'll give us money for Freaknik too? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're honest, if we're being honest with ourselves and each other, he's not giving us the money regardless. So All right. I say we can go ahead and be hard on Jeff. Yeah, yeah burn a bridge if you were never going to cross it. Right. Yeah, burn the bridge that was never built. <laughs> exactly. Bingo, bingo. This blue Yeti Caster Studio Professional multi pattern condenser microphone desktop bundle. I'm gonna probably say no <laughs> in the spirit of me literally minutes ago being like, oh, I shouldn't spend my money so recklessly. No, I'm saying buy it, buy that shit. There's something wrong with my I have a J Lab, which is fine, mm. it, it works and it does good enough where it can I can do the VOs I need to do for like preview, review, reads, or whatever. But there's something wrong with the connection in the bottom of it that, like, every once in a while, my com- it just turns off. Yeah. Ah. That's like, like my Yeti. My Yeti won't my computer connect for some reason. Um, from the, it's like, with the, the USB, I guess it's a USB-A connection. Um, hmm. And it just won't connect. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, this is a fairly new thing. Well, considering all of that, yeah, maybe I should get new mics. <laughs> yeah, I was—I'm I, trying to avoid like if it, if it's just something I need to buy a new USB for, then I would rather do that. But I can't really diagnose a problem. It feels like I just yeah. don't know what's going on. I mean, a new USB is pretty cheap, so that's a—if you end up taking an L on that and that not being the problem, then hey, you spent four dollars on a USB cable. True, but, but man, I, it's like this one's a, it's a particularly nice angled one. Ah, that's one of those. I'd have to buy if I want to do the right thing. I'd have to buy one of them, and they're like thirty bucks. Which again, if it's if it still doesn't work, I could probably find a use for it anyway. Yeah, Uh, I mean, doing the right thing is totally suggestive. Last time someone did the right thing, now we have to walk an extra block for pizza. That's true. They fucked up. Never mind. (laughs) If you get that reference, good for you. Ah. If you get that, you're listening to this show. If you get that lesson, oh yeah, <laughs> I feel like the audience who get that joke and then who wouldn't get that joke and listen. To show, well, no, I take that back. There's probably a, there's probably an overlap. It was like, oh, what's that mean? Go look up, do the right thing. Also, tops forty percent. I guess that's a good way of, of enjoying. Uh, hey, welcome to the thing. Uh, this podcast that we do semi frequently. Uh, and now it has logo art because I got a hair up my ass. Like, yeah. I'm gonna Shout out to that. Very actually, nice logo. Yeah. So I was like, I'm actually going to make, I was I was like, uh, I was doing a thing of like, oh, I want to make 
make shirts. So I made the Freak Nick 2 shirt, uh, which is whatever. <laughs> um, I think it's a fun <laughs> shirt. Uh, but then I was just like, we don't have a real logo. Like we have like the the Bushy Road ripoff logo, which is still fire. You should get that shirt. But um, I was like, let's let's make a real logo. So we actually have a real logo now. We're a real podcast. Hell yeah! As if like we weren't a real podcast already. <laughs> yeah, as, at this point, what what does it take to be a real podcast except existing? You're right. Uh, the only thing we're missing is like three white guys um, mm. uh, talking about literally. We can nothing. get a shit ton of baby powder right now. That's true. <laughs> Good. Uh, my just name is that one episode of uh, Atlanta. Just the kid in the in the class. Oh yeah, the white face. <laughs> uh, the dude in uh, the blonde wig. Yeah, um, my, my a brother, my, a brother, and me. My brother, my brother. <laughs> the actual remake. Yo, so like the first time. Oh, wait, uh, my name is C.L. Foster. I'm joined by uh, Jared Green and Eric Walker Jr. Uh, this is the show we do. Uh, first time I heard about that show, I thought it was a fan cast about my brother and me, the Nickelodeon show. That I was like, am I the only person that has the for the show? I guess not. I guess these three white kids from West Virginia too. Um, and then it wasn't that. Wow, I didn't know this show existed until looking it up right now. I Wait, the you never heard of my were doing like a fan rewatch of my brother. <laughs> a one season TV show for ending a podcast has like hundreds of episodes. Look, I didn't know. All I knew was like I I watched my brother V. That was a very seminal time in my life. I wanted a Zoe poster like Alfie. Like, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, yeah, I can only show with the puppet. Uh, that's because of Skeeter. Because that's show that, was... that had uh, making good in it. I will mm. never forget that show. <laughs> <laughs> that was a <laughs> as, another, as another someone going through puberty and seeing making good. You're like, oh, there it is. There we go. Yeah, with all due respect, I was slightly too young for making good to do anything to me and cousin Skeeter. But I came around once something yard came yeah, out. You figured it out. Yeah. 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 I you, was you like, got... oh man, Columbus I... short. Get out the way. <laughs> I feel like I had a really good, uh, like, set up in time of, like, uh, of, like, black, uh, black uh, fe- female actors, like, who were, like, as I was growing up, they were growing up, too, because, like, also the Kayla Pratt renaissance happened while I was going through puberty, and it was just like, oh. Hey, that's true. I forgot like, Kayla Pratt existed for a minute. <laughs> Oh, never forget. Like, mm. Kayla Pratt, like, forever. I forever stand Kayla Pratt. Unless she does, like, I don't know if she's like, now, you said it about Raven Simone, but then, like, you know, Raven Simone went on some other shit. And I'm just like, I don't I, need I remember, do I think she might have come around or people forgot. I'm not entirely yeah, sure. I, I'm too scared I, I feel like I had that same question recently. Like, are we all right with her now? Or did, <laughs> did she apologize? Or did we all just pretend it didn't happen? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's something weird. What's the better answer? <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, Rachel I think the Mo- better answer is the path to redemption that she earned. Yeah, right. I just don't think that ever happened. I think we were just like off it, and then she got pushed into a corner where no one listened to her anymore, and then mm. we all got over it. Yeah, I, I think that might actually be it because I think wasn't she on the View for a while, and I think all that controversy happened while she was still on the View. So I'm like, if she's not off the show, then. 
was she absolved or what, are they just that desperate to keep a cast member? Was she on The View or was she on like one of those you like spinoffs? Because like I know was, Brenda Song it was, was like it was the, the View. view. It was, it was the actually view? the view. She was next okay. to Whoopi Goldberg every episode, and I know because my family watches it, or at least my mom. <laughs> it is a whole thing. Also, side note: Cat, uh, wow, not Cat. Uh, Kyla Pratt <laughs> is now in a sitcom with uh, the girl from Big Bang Theory, the one who likes Jeopardy. Oh, oh, uh, I forget uh, it. Man, oh, gonna, Blossom. My, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say her name because I want to butcher it, but Blossom. Yeah. Uh, I oh yeah I don't want to butcher it but yeah she hosted Jeopardy a couple times that's all I know but yeah yeah she's in a sitcom on Fox now so good for her okay I don't know if we get out of spin but like I, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm gonna give it a spin it. <laughs> I'm gonna about... do what I did with like the three or four Doctor Doolittle spinoffs <laughs> that she was in and not watch that but oh, support wow. from afar I did not know there was any Doctor Doolittle spinoffs. Wait, you don't, not even the first one? Like the second? I know there was one and two. No, I mean okay. there's spinoffs of the third movie, or I think, or she's like the she's she is the Doolittle in the third movie, and well, then there's like two more after that, or something like that. Because she's like the other one that, like, that's the the hook in Doctor Doolittle two, is that she also can talk to the animals. And right. yeah, and by Doctor Doolittle three, it is just her. I'm noticing. Yeah. So was there a four? You're telling me? I think there was a fourth. Yeah. Okay, Doctor Doolittle, Tale to the Chief. Yeah, yeah. Monkey President, Doctor Doolittle. What the hell are we? Where's the wait? What what year is this? What year is this? Because I wonder if this is low-key actually kind of racist. What year did that come out? (laughs) Direct to DVD on March fourth, two thousand eight. Oh wow! Yo, Loki, that's kind of racist, right? Like (laughs) same year. Like what? Something's going on. when when did he get signed in? Barry would have got signed in 2009. But still, that's a little bit. You got look. I get you want to do your your chip your chip uh, president movie, but when you have the first black man running the president, maybe I just, maybe you pause that for a second. I I mean they were going straight to DVD. They're like we already know who's who's buying this. It's either there might be an uptick for a particular sort of people who might you might have unintentionally <laughs> netted into this. Like we didn't know we weren't making this movie for the Tea Party. My bad. <laughs> but we're gonna God. get that check. All right, this I need to know who's so I need to know who is the chimp in this movie now. <laughs> I don't know who the chimp is, but I looked up the president. It is not a black man, so okay. I don't know if that's worse or better. <laughs> Wait, Norm Macdonald's in this movie? Yeah, what the fuck? Norm Macdonald's the, the, the dog. Yeah, he was a dog in the first one. He's been the dog in all <sighs> those movies. Yeah, that's, that's like, true. He's like the only one in the in the whole series. <laughs> it's like Norm Macdonald and uh, Chris well, actually, Rock. But, what is Chris? Uh, Rock? Chris Rock's the hamster, I think. Yeah. Or the guinea pig. That had to be in like after two, he's done with that shit. No way. Fucking I don't think he's a, yeah, I don't think he's a guinea. I don't think he's a guinea pig after one. I don't think the guinea pig's in two. I don't remember. Yeah. Um it's it's Norm MacDonald, um, Kyla Pratt, and like the light skinned mom who's in all these movies, I think. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. Actually, I'm gonna look it up right now. I, I have IMDB open. Who's the light skinned mom? Oh, this woman? The not the not uh uh, who's Will Smith's wife? Oh, Jada Pinkett. Jada Pinkett yeah, Smith. the not Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, I know her. Uh, Karen Hol- Holness. 
Colnick? Kirsten Wilson is who I'm picking. Kirsten up. Wilson. Oh, I'm looking yeah. at Tilson Chiefs IMDb. I'm sorry. Yeah, the mom I, from Twitches. I'm looking at the the recent one. Uh, yeah, no, this is just um, I didn't realize there was a whole whole got little shared cinematic universe. universe. Yeah. <laughs> God, is this actually? Hold up! Didn't they make another Doolittle movie like last year? Uh, like two years ago with um uh Art uh Robert Downey Jr. Yes, yes. Yeah. Was that good? I'm looked that up. I, I'm gonna doubt it. That movie was fine. It wasn't terrible. It's like his Sherlock Holmes films, right? Like they're just like they're they're whatever. They're not like the world. They're reason to leave the house if you really want to. Yeah. Uh, what guess, is this voice cast? Hold up. <laughs> wait, are you looking at Tell to the Chief? Not not yet Tell to the Chief. I'm looking at Doolittle now. I didn't realize it was stacked like this. Just, the, the is this just Doolittle? a money laundering scheme? Yeah, the new one, the Robert Downey Jr. one. Like, I, mean, I feel like all these movies what? are like a little bit of like a money laundering scheme. Like I don't think there's like actual oh. like a we're we're doing this for the thespian art of the Doctor Doolittle, <laughs> you know. Fair enough. I do remember that one animated movie about like the Nativity of Christ, and like Oprah was a voice in it, and a bunch of other like Oscar winners. I'm like, yeah, what? Give that tax right off for sure. Now, like, I mean, sure. That's, this is where you're gonna see the people, like, because uh, we're getting up on the Christmas and the holiday season. You're about to see a lot of movies that you didn't realize that big name actors are going there to get that holiday check, and they they'll just Christ. do it for free. Like we're gonna see. I don't like Eight Crazy Nights. That fucking Adam Sandler, uh, uh, story about like uh about Hanukkah, because it's just not a good movie. But like that's a movie that like it, it has too, like too much like too many big name voices like. If that was a DreamWorks joint, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, <laughs> that is true. Also, you couldn't get away with a DreamWorks joint having that much lewd shit <laughs> in it. Oh, like the reindeers just shitting for no reason. Like, I they're just like a scene where they're just they're just outside laughing and shitting. And I'm just like, yo, this is a movie you're supposed to show children. <laughs> like, what's, <laughs> what's going I, on here? I am just realizing is Eight Crazy Nights, Adam Sandler's Sausage Party. <laughs> like, is that, uh, they just maybe. like, oh, I'm going to make a cartoon. Dude, I think, like, his last, like, outside of, like, Uncut Gems, like, all of his movies are, like, his Sausage Party. Like, what, like, <laughs> Eight Crazy Nights is bad, but is it any as bad or wilder than, like, uh, Jack and Jill? Well, I think Eight, Eight Crazy Nights is funny because, like, every every Adam Sandler production is, like, just him why does this his, exist him and his like uh production company which is just him and his friends like him he 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 casts like the same like 10 people in all his movies eight crazy nights is that but also his family <laughs> that is true that is true maybe it's just he finally wanted to have one that the kids could watch and right. couldn't help himself but make it <laughs> fucked up yeah it started out as a kid-friendly thing but then his family got together and fucked that up for everyone what yeah. the f- God, because even the like animation style, because now I have the trailer up on IMDb, so of course, even the animation style looks like those like straight to VHS, like here's Goldilocks and the Three Bears animated, and it's some random company you've never heard of that yeah. just came out in 1997. It's certainly going to be in like the bin right next to the checkout line. Yeah, <laughs> right next exactly. To, right next to Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> 
which also my friend Martin right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Martin. So I didn't see my friend Martin in high school. Apparently, it was the thing people showed in like high school and elementary school. I didn't see it until that tweet. That that tweet came out where where somebody like the the ending of the movie, which is like incredibly fucked up, and it was just like, wait, this was an actual movie that they they let children watch. I did not see this movie. Guess I don't even remember what the, the ending was. No, I saw that shit in the south. <laughs> oh, okay, it's yeah, like the, it um, might just be different schools. He's going back. He's like he's going back to his time. I think it's right before Martin Luther King gets uh, shot. Or whatever, or like the announcement where he gets shot, like Rice ah. is going back in time. It's just like, damn. <laughs> like I guess, man. It's some um, real ass shit. They don't make them like they used to. <laughs> good. Back in my day, kids feel. Back in my day, the heroes in kids movies would fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they weren't even heroes who did anything. They're heroes who felt bad about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. dude died. That sucked. I love that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, now, I, hey, now they brought it all the way back because now we got all these MCU projects where like major characters will die and we all have trauma. But it's like, oh, the kids had fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys uh, like seen it. that uh, Black Panther joint yet? I did. I have too. I did as well. We can talk about it. Let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> let's get into it. So hey, I feel uh, weird about it. Yeah. I, yeah. Let's get into it. We. I, I don't know if we'll go like super. <sighs> spoilery or whatever but there are, we'll be tame so, for now but if we open it up we'll we'll say something yeah i will say if you're wanting to go into this movie blind uh you may just want to skip a little bit of this and then you know come back but i mean i think if you're in this audience again i think you would have seen white panther right now um uh, <laughs> i'd hope so either that or do the right thing <laughs> yes yeah yeah if, if now you have homework yeah <laughs> exactly um I will let you kind of get – because if you guys have more complicated thoughts than I do, then I will definitely let you guys get into it. I thought that movie was really fucking good, and I think Ryan Coogler should just – they should just give Ryan Coogler the, the free reign to do whatever the fuck he wants to do in these movies because he just understands comics better than I think most comic book directors do. And it just was really fucking good and a great way of like – doing that name war story like from the comics and kind of making it work and not feel silly um i don't know i really i really did i really enjoyed that movie and i also kind of like that uh that the uh namors well their version of atlantis atlantis like are also like they're not like namor's not a good guy but he's not the bad guy like they were very much like hey america and france what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> like they are kind of the bad guy. And I think that's also been, that was also very, like, I enjoyed that. Cause I thought what I thought was going to happen was like, doom was going to show up and be like, I've been pulling the strings all along. And it's kind of like, America's like, no, we're going to do the thing that we've always done in history. We're just doing it in this comic book movie. Hmm. That is fair. I want to hear what you have to say, Jerry, because I, I'm, I feel differently than you, T. I'll say that. Um, I mean, I liked it more than the first. I think I, I am on record with saying I thought the first was mid. Uh, huh. I let us. I think I let everyone just kind of get away with it because we, we, I will accept the the one point two billion dollar triple uh, A MCU franchise making uh, game changing movie full of black people because it's full of black people. 
Not that I think it's doing anything special, which is not, which is being reductive because it's definitely doing more than that. It just doesn't do it all very well, I think. Um, I think the second movie does a little bit less, but is better at what it does actually do. Um, when it's trying to be more than just like a, a superhero movie. Um, I, I find that its politics are a bit more complicated than the first, but I think it recognizes, I think, it, I think what I, one thing I, I kind of felt throughout that movie was that it recognizes like that consequences are possible from the actions that you're taking. I feel like the MCU feels like a, a consequenceless place or that the consequences seem written on the wall before anyone sort of engages with any of it. So that when the thing that we all knew was happening in two hours happens, we're all, we've all been overly braced for it. Hmm. I think, um, I think I don't know. I didn't know where that movie was going. I didn't know where we were going by the end of that movie. Um, I don't know that it, well, where we ended at was something I felt like great about necessarily, but I think I enjoyed getting there. Um, huh. You know what? I Okay. I'm, I'm closer to where you are. I, who I'll say this. I still like the first one more where I do agree that it's not like the greatest movie ever, but I like that it had something more to say at all which was so rare back in the day when that movie came yeah, out for the like MCU. 2018 or whatever that came out when we were just, <laughs> exactly we were like well into just saccharin mcu movies where we just wanted to see the colorful dude beat the other colorful dude it was it was nice we were trying a little bit more than that exactly i i appreciate that movie more for what it tried to do <clears throat> more than like what it actually did mm. i think it's like a decent movie but it's 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 a really it was really interesting there were things to think about in that movie that i really appreciated. This one also had things to think about, but I do feel like that took a backseat to just the fact that like there were things missing. And I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this. I, I already knew this movie was going to be sad because all the marketing and, you know, the circumstances of Chadwick and everything, this movie had a somber tone to it. There was a certain point where I was like, this movie's too somber. And then right after that point, that's when it's like okay there's some joy there's some hope there's something might actually happen that's good in these characters lives finally but there was i i was feeling real bad for enough of that movie to where my sadness kind of like overshadowed every other development or every part where i'm like oh it is cool that you know the u.s is the bad guy you know these foreign powers are the bad guys in this world because that's how it would actually play out i i love stuff like that um, I love, you know, the other new character that we found out is going to be in this world. Um, the the should I just say it? Actually, it was in the trailers and they announced it and everything. Yeah, Riri, Riri um, Williams is a that's that's a known thing. Yeah, that's known. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Riri's in there, and uh, yeah, Ironheart's great. I, I loved her and everything, but the whole everything around the movie just felt so sad that even Riri would like crack a joke or something. It felt a little bit out of place. <laughs> Like it just felt like okay. It it it's just, it feels like when you're going to visit a friend right after a funeral and they're trying to crack jokes to cheer you up, and it's like I'm still not ready to laugh yet. Yeah, but I think, I think I that's think kind that's of intentional. Yeah, right? I think that's kind of the point of the movie, right? And that's like the whole thing with Shiri's like art, because like the so hey, kind of <laughs> about to get into the weeds of this movie. So if you again, if you're if you're still listening, if you want to listen to it, like skip probably like 15 minutes ahead. Um, uh, I 
I would say that's kind of like the whole emotional arc about the movie, right? And then, like, that's why I thought it was very important when she took you know, the synthetic heart-shaped herb and she saw Killmonger, right? Like, I think uh-huh. that was the whole thing. It's like she – her mom was trying to get her to finally, like, hey, you have to, you have to be able to deal with this grief. And she just wouldn't. And that's kind of like the point of the movie. It is a somber movie, but because you're coming from it from the point of view of Shuri, someone who has emotional baggage, who has not gotten over that baggage. And the movie doesn't end with her getting over that baggage. And I think that's a very interesting thing to do in this in this whole thing with this Marvel Universe. Like the thing that people have been griping about with this latest uh like like phase, it just feels like like all this stuff is happening, but like Jared said, like there's really no consequences for it, right? Like even Doctor Strange, a a movie based off of consequences of actions, like at the end of the day, kind of just ends, and it's like, hey, we got it fixed now. Um, but this was a movie where you had to sit with like Cherry did this thing, which doesn't seem great. She did a conclusion, like she she's like didn't sacrifice Namor, but she's still not in a good spot and she doesn't like she's not in a good place she's not over wakanda like she's she's gone and i think that's a mm-hmm. very interesting thing to do because it allows that character to do more like the the like the it really does suck that you know chad would pass but here's the big thing and this is where I, like I, I agree with what you guys are saying what does the black panther character need to do like what would like Chad Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther actually like need to do or like or would move forward in that franchise that could have that that would have made any sense because he's a character who has like who is a, an established character who knows what he needs to do and it's like there's no like there is no stakes in anything that he's going through like he was already accepted he was accepted by his biggest like his biggest rival in the comics is Manape and Umbaku like accepts him at the end of the first movie so like he has no ops like there's well, no, I, I, I half agree i think the more would be his ops because he came to he came to go express that he is the ops like, yeah early in that movie and i don't i think he would have done that whether t'challa was alive or not yeah um because he blames t'challa for the people coming to the ocean to start shit with them anyway yeah and i don't think he respected the black panther until he was forced to at all because even though this, the, the allegory is like two two different sort of flavors of colonized people kind of sharing an enemy but also needy, also having their own sort of beef i think in reality namor does not see wakanda as allies they are also surface people right like what <laughs> they have in common is that they are isolationists because they recognize the the danger of sort of opening the door too far for the rest of the world but they also have vibranium and they and there's no and they've demonstrated that they are not like these people you know right now but there's no reason that that they couldn't be just as bad right and I, and and the more was very made it very clear like y'all walk up here so i don't fuck with you necessarily we don't have to it doesn't have to be this way but if you're going to say no to me right now then yeah i'm going to treat you like the rest of these people yeah, uh, and I I think that would have been anybody's problem. That's any if you're the Black Panther, if you're the queen or king of Wakanda, 
that's going to be your problem regardless of who that person is. Right. No, I, I get that. What I, I what I would say is I think it made more sense because of a character who has the same mindset as Namor. Uh, and that being like Sherry trying to figure out how to how to reconcile with the fact that they are of the same mind, but she has to be better. Like I think that's a more interesting story right. than like like if this was T'Challa after Winter Soldier, one hundred percent with you because he's there, hmm. right? Like after Winter Soldier, like when his dad dies uh, in Civil War, that T'Challa would have probably agreed with Namor. Would have one hundred percent agreed with Namor when his dad. When he's died. ready to burn the world. Yeah, um, mm. I and again, like I said, I get it because like it does feel like a lot of Black Panther is just, hey, Greek, like it's literally Andrew Bassett. Like you took everything from me, and then Namor's like, well, we're gonna take you too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I definitely get that, but I also think, like I said, I think it was like. It is the thing of like, hey, sometimes you have to tear open, uh, like tear open a scab to let it heal, actually. And I don't know. Like I said, I really did enjoy it, um, especially because it does seem like I, I thought the title was fitting because it does literally seem like, hey, we're going to let Wakanda do what, what whatever they're going to do. And then like kind of like the royal family is basically gone from Wakanda and we're going to let, you know, that area be its own area. And everything. Hmm. I, yeah. liked, um, I liked them. I like the yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. The the like the second the two point oh or three point oh of the coming of age story with yeah. Siri. Siri had to come of age like twice almost in the in this movie. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think they talk a lot about her grief, but I don't know that she spends a lot of time grieving. It oh it it feels like she's super fucked up in the beginning but like uh, trying to work through it trying to like you know ignore it at the at the chagrin of her mother and then she goes on like a side quest and is like you know just quippy marvel character and then she finally gets back and is kind of forced to grieve again and then she turns this into anger like the her her taking the drug and going to the afterlife and seeing Killmonger instead of her agent, I think is like was was probably the best, the most interesting part of this movie to me. Yeah, um, because she expected to 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 have the same journey her brother did, or she I guess she didn't know what to expect, but she kind of just knows the stories. Like, why would she of all people see this person? And it's not just because she is emotionally turbulent and, and wants to get to a conclusion that stops this from happening. And he's the kind of person that is most in line with that. But also he is kind of like, he forced Wakanda to sort of change their entire worldview by being like loud and correct. Right. <laughs> like, and being the person who, who is like the, these, the singular example of Wakanda's like total institutional sort of, hypocrisy right like it's not that he was dangerous and and violent and sort of i guess irrationally so is what is what the, the story tries to sort of present him as it's that he is like the reason wakanda can live the way it does because otherwise they would have con 
they he be he kind of shows them their moral center because otherwise they would have absolutely killed Riri and that movie would be thirty minutes long. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Well, he's the he's the he's the vocal he's the vocal like opposition of their isolationism, right? Like that that's the reason why the Killmonger character I think is so important to the to the whole franchise. Where like I agree with you, I was like I think that movie the first movie is more important than good, right? Like I love that yes. movie, but I think it's way more important than good. But I think Killmonger, the reason why people like what that character in because he like it's the it's the fucking line from, you know, uh Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's like he may be out of line, but he's right. Like his whole <laughs> argument is like, hey, your isolationism is fucking over other people who look like you and you could be helping. And I think like that's something they have to reckon with. And I think that's like all this stuff is the course correction is T'Challa's course correction of like, yeah, we should be helping out our people. And then like that brings in the Namor thing, right? And it's like he becomes such a, an important character of what the like what that lineage should be. So then when you have that conversation, like like she's like because she reopens it with like, fuck you, you burned all the heart shaped herb. I don't have my brother because of you. And he has to be like, no, that's not why you're mad. Like he had to tell her, it's like, no, there's there's things that I said that was right, which is why I'm here. And I think that's such a, I, I think that's such an important thing of like making you confront, you know, the world that you're in. Like that's kind of like when you look at like historically, right? Like there's bad people that make you actually think about the things that you're doing, and you're like, okay, you know what they're saying? Like they're doing this obviously wrong, but there's some merit to it. We have to kind of evaluate, you know, what we're doing. I think that's kind of the thing, right? Cause like you said, like at the end of the day, without that, they would have just murdered Ray Williams and been like, yeah, you can do whatever you want to do. We're, we're, we will, we will leave you alone. That, uh, and like <clears throat> there's, there, there can be many reasons and they're all valid. Like right. the, you, yes, you could not save your brother because the thing that would have probably saved him, I burned out of, you know, uh, a fit of madness. Yeah, uh, power wielding. Yeah, literally but, no reason. <laughs> but in reality, what killed your brother was like nature, like a natural cause that you and you feel you feel fucked up about it because this little place used to have walls that no one could in, could penetrate and nothing could happen to you guys. You're all super. You guys used to be sheltered from the things that fucked up the rest of us. And also, and now that's not your life anymore. And the reason you were sheltered so much is you are beneficiaries of a privilege that is just as bad and exploitive as the rest of the world's powerful, noble people. Like your father was a hypocrite. Your brother was almost your brother as always like almost overcorrected for the hypocrisy. It was almost too much of like a, a nobleman. And your mom died for no reason. And yeah. I tried to do something about it, and y'all called me crazy. He was crazy, but he's also right. Like at some point, you have to do something, or you're also—it's also your fault. And she took that message poorly, and I guess got her ass beat on an island and figured it out. I—I I, I feel like this would—this is one of those things that could have been like a TV show, like a six-episode series, where we got yeah. some time to like work through some of this. So it's not like a ten-minute Dragon Ball Z fight scene changes everyone's mind. Yeah, uh, but 
But it doesn't change everybody's mind. Like that's the thing I liked well, about yeah, it. So, Siri isn't like better at the end yeah. of this movie. Yeah, necessarily. That's, that's that's what I liked about it. It's like Siri's like, I'm gonna go to Haiti and, and think for a while. And I love like Namor, like because Namor's talking to Namora and she's like, she goes, "What did you like do?" She's like, he was almost like, "Oh, you thought I lost? You thought I gave a shit what they? Nah, I'm thinking." And it's like, we don't have a Doctor Doom in this universe, right? And I'm not saying that Namor is Dr. Doom. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. I'm not saying Namor is Dr. Doom, but this is some Dr. Doom ass shit that he's been doing. Uh, and like him playing the long, long game, like very interested in. Also, I, cause I, I had a friend uh, who didn't read a lot of comics and had asked, he's like, well, why is Namor the bad guy? He's like, he's like, isn't he a superhero? I was like, ah, Namor's a superhero like Vegeta's a superhero. And I love that he was very Vegeta in this fucking movie. Like in a year where we got uh, that Black Adam movie, which is ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't Ooh. care for it. Yikes. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny you bring up Black Adam because that is kind of a critique that I had about Wakanda Forever is that it just felt like I was watching a DCU movie. <laughs> like it just felt because it was so somber and stoic for so much of it. Mm. And the jokes just felt like they didn't complement the tone because the whole tone of the movie is just like very sim- serious and somber, which is appropriate considering the circumstances. Again, it's just that's not necessarily what I wanted, where Black Panther one was like we said, it was important, but it was important without being mired in an air of seriousness the entire time. It was still I would say it was just as fun as it was, you know, giving you something to chew on where this one Honestly, y'all, this discussion we're having right now is the most I've thought about any of the deeper meanings of this movie. Because for me, a lot of that stuff kind of sat in the background when compared to, oh, we have to, like the threat with Namor, I thought that was more of a like, oh, they're parallels and uh, they they have to, they're too similar to really, that they shouldn't be fighting each other. But in the back of my head, I'm like, number one, you're telling me the girl who made the water dose joke in the first movie is now a vengeful psychopath. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Like, like it, so, it can happen, but it's, it's not even that I didn't buy it. It's just yeah. that I felt it was a weird thing to do. Like if Shiri had some other arc, like it, I think it just, it doesn't fit because the movie literally starts and she's on that way already mm. rather than us seeing her, how she was turning into what she is. She already is by the time the movie starts. Really? I will say Sherry in the comics is just as ruthless, if not more like this is very much mm. like in line with her comic book character. Right. And I think that's mm. also where you have to kind of like, where you kind of like fit this line. Like the MCU characters are different, but not really. Like that fight, that beach fight is literally from a comic book. Uh, oh, wow. The only difference is that Namor wins. Yeah, Namor uh, win, he wins that one hard. Actually. <laughs> that's that's literally the only difference is Namor whips that ass. But like that's, but then like you get the subversion, like that scene where she's on the beach and she does Wakanda forever. I did not expect that to happen. And I was like, damn. And then like, literally blow dudes back out. Yeah. I was like, God damn. <laughs> um. But I do think there's like funny scenes. I think all the stuff with um, I think Mbaku's uh, with... in total total job there is to a like be wise, sort of uh, 
warden big of the state now. No yeah, one. big brother, since there's nothing else there. And also to tell jokes. I think that's yeah. his entire role there is to be like the pressure mm-hmm. valve. Yeah. You know, you also say that, but like one of the most terrifying moments I had during that film is when he gets punched by Namor yeah. in that slow motion shot. <laughs> and that was supposed to be funny. But because of the tone up to that point, I was like, yeah, oh, he's I dead. I don't think I laughed until I realized he didn't die. <laughs> yeah. I like, yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, I totally was like, fuck, they killed him too. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing? Uh, and I was going to say, I, I really I really thought the stuff would – I also, like I said, like coming from it from a comic book, and as you said, Jared, like maybe it would hit a little bit more if this was a show. All the stuff with Sword um, mm-hmm. uh, with Juliette Louis dreyfus who like – Damn, is this lady ever going to age? Like, good grief. Uh, That's true. Yeah, she was good in it. I'll give her that. Um, and like all that stuff with with her and Martin Freeman, like all that stuff was really riveting. Just because, like, I I think when Marvel just kind of like backs away from like, hey, we have superpower heroes, it's like, hey, we kind of still exist in a version of the United States, and this is what your government would do. They would send tax task force to go steal vibranium or go offshore drilling to find alternate vibranium sources mainly for weapons and they will destabilize a whole country just to get their resources like and we're put part the free- one ally of an african nation in prison yeah. <laughs> the one white ally yeah they explicitly were like yo the feds are the problem and she was like a super fed like yeah. and like literally i think they say they tried like they want to they need to attack wakanda Without really any evidence that they did the thing, and we need to destabilize them. And she was like, "Yeah," which is which is weird. Did you guys see that tweet uh, with that fucking uh, loser who was like, um, who was like, uh, "This is unbelievable because NATO would have sanctioned Wakanda." <laughs> it was like, "Dog, that's the point of the movie. That's literally the also, <laughs> Wakanda wouldn't have joined NATO, so they don't give a fuck about their sanction." <laughs> exactly. They've had an entire economy like removed from the global economy for thousands of years. The three years they've been that you knew they existed. You think NATO? They give a fuck about NATO? I just two of the people were like, um, "Yeah, this movie's unbelievable." There's not any kind of like jurisdiction sanctions going on here. Uh, uh, oh, dude got ankle wings. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, what, 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 his whole his all his people are blue and they sing people to death. Like, what are you what are you talking about right now? Yeah, we got an army of sirens. So that that's okay. That's the part that I wish they would have expanded upon more. I thought that shit was that whole taker scene. Oh, that was awesome! Shit, like the whole siren part, like making sirens. Like, hey, this is a real thing that happens, and like it's just a power that these Atlanteans have. Like that's so that was just so good. That's such a good. A good terrifying like, too, which there. was kind of surprising. I didn't expect to be like legitimately like, oh, this is like a like a terrible thing. Like just people walking off. That's a powerful image of just like people just like fuck it and <laughs> just jumping off the the boat. I'm like, that's crazy. And the plane and everything too. And that yeah. one actress whose name I'm forgetting, but she's in a lot of stuff. And I was surprised to see her in here. And now she's not in the MCU anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she, she got uh, removed, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But then, like I said, you brought up Rue Williams. I thought she, I thought she is the the she was the MVP for me for this movie. Like if you're you're if you're mm-hmm. asking me, it's like, hey, this is the person that we're gonna put all these you know new projects on. I'm like, yeah, like she can do it. And like I think the other thing that a lot of people aren't talking about with like 
this phase five because like a lot of people again are very upset like we just had the soul we just had thanos like where are we going it's like well they're obviously going to like younger heroes like you have a young yeah. you have a young avengers you have a young avengers already pre-made you've introduced every character for that they've just been slowly building this up so that mm-hmm. there is a next generation of actors to take over these mantles and everything yeah, I, I'm actually right there with you, Riri Williams. I I like her. She's one of my favorite parts of this movie, to be honest. Um, it's it's less of a critique on her that she didn't fit with the rest of the movie. It just felt like the rest of the movie was like, we are this, but we also have to introduce this character. So yeah. come through and be sad with us. And then she wasn't even sad until you know the very end, which even felt a little weird because it's like this is for the queen that I met a week ago. (laughs) (laughs) Like it felt very strange, even though, you know, I'm sure that's that I just met. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, also you're 19. Like how many, actually, I don't know her life. I'm sure that's a backstory thing that they could go on to. Um, But yeah, it just felt weird that she, they, they turned her into serious for moments when I'm like, nah, if I was her, like when you first meet her and she's like having fun flying around the suit, that would be her the entire movie. Even yeah. if, you know, the queen is dead, like that would still be that still wouldn't weigh on her so much if I was thinking about it. But then again, I don't write movies, so <laughs> nor comics. But yeah, it, but yeah, it just felt a little strange. No, I mean, hey, you're completely like that is a very valid feeling of it. Like, I, I don't know who's going to like. Don't people don't be weird and be like, oh, you have to love this movie. You don't have to love this movie. It's a fucking movie. It's it's a film created for you to watch. Like it's yeah. It to me, it's the only thing that like it's I, I wouldn't have probably put the Avatar trailer over it because if I gotta <laughs> yeah. pick a movie of blue blue people from the sea fighting against uh people on the earth, uh, I'm picking this movie. Yeah, fighting against the colonizer. <laughs> I feel like one one might already be uh, a leg up on this one. Yeah. Um, one of them doesn't include a, a, a group of characters who were the colonizer now just pretending they're not currently. <laughs> yeah. And I will say Black Panther is like almost three hours. Yeah. Um, That's a long yeah. movie. It's a long movie, but I it didn't feel that long. It to didn't be feel that long. I know Avatar is going to feel that long and I know it's over three hours. So I'm not I watching am... it. <laughs> just not watching it. I'm not watching either. I feel like it's gonna be hard to ignore. I feel like everyone's gonna suddenly give a shit about Avatar again. Are you, okay, you you say that. Name one character from Avatar. Mike Sully, <laughs> Jake Sully. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that made my point. I don't. I've seen that movie. I couldn't uh, tell you what the fuck goes on in that movie. I've seen it more than ten times, and look how I fucked up his name. <laughs> Like that, that it's, it's a movie that I know for a certain generation. It's like those weird movies from the night. It's like the never ending story of our generation. I feel like where there, there's a whole generation of kids who are like, oh, I used to fuck with that movie so much. Oh my God. I love that movie. If you watch that now, no one cares about it. No one's sitting here like, oh, you know what they should bring back? Never ending story two <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Or they did make a two. So a third one, no, like no one's talking third, about that movie. A, there's a third one. Cause I was Jack oh. Black's first movie. Oh, (laughs) I think I will keep that in the recesses of my mind and never research that. But um, but yeah, it's I think it's one of those because like my little brother, he grew up, I think what Avatar one came out when he was like seven years old. So his his entire childhood has just been like 
rewatching this movie on FX for years, and now they're making a second one. He's going to be in theaters for that. And there's people who are slightly older than him, slightly younger than him, who are either going to ask their parents or bring their kids. And I know for everyone else, it was just, oh, it's a movie that looks really pretty in 3D, and we all care about 3D right now. What the fuck is this movie going to do in the current year? 3D isn't as much of a thing now. We don't care about it to that degree. Are people really fucking with the world that much? Do people just love the Disney World attraction? Like, I don't get it. They're going to make people care. I don't understand Avatar's, like, staying power. Like, I think people think about never-running story. There's, like, key moments in that movie. Right. Even if you don't remember the entire movie, you remember the Swamp of Sadness. Like, there is no Swamp of Sadness moment in in Avatar. (laughs) Like like they burn the, the the giant tree down. I don't know. Like that. I guess. But yeah. like when Sigourney Weaver dies, I guess. I don't or, know. Or like there's like when you know, Sigourney like, Weaver turns into a big titty blue person, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's not like you said like there's not even like 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 we just like the character aspect of it. Like yeah, you may not remember the like the minutia of the Neverending Story, but you remember the rock giant or fucking you know uh or faldor like a luck dragon like those are very cool designs like the navi like have cool designs but dog can you like name me one navi that has like a distinct personality that you remember you know what i this might be a hot take i feel like avatar is like the horizon franchise of movies that, is that a hot take cuz i agree with you <laughs> yeah i mean yeah you. outside Wait, of aloy name a second maybe a second horizon character well like the thing is because i like horizon because i think its lore is really cool but Mm. avatar doesn't even have that going for it it's just we came to a planet and now it's just fucking cowboys and indians again yeah really (laughs) and it's like all right that's cool at least for as someone who is a horizon fan like there's lore and everything that i get into but i understand the perception of it especially with this new one where i like it a lot but it feels like it was just a game I played yeah, 10 I hours of that game, and it felt like a game. Yeah, <laughs> I platinumed it, and it still feels like a game. I tell you um, what, though, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of transitioning because you opened up the game aspect. Uh, I've been playing uh, God of War, uh, uh, <sighs> and I will. I, I'm going to say this like something I haven't said for a while. A game I got a code for for review. Um, hey, bingo, 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 bingo. Um, I okay. I had a very complicated feelings about uh, God of War twenty eighteen. I thought it was, I thought it was fine, and then it got good. Uh, cause like I think up until like um, Elfheim, it was very fucking slow, and like mm. the first Balder fight is really rad, but then after that, it's just like this all kind of sucks. Uh, Ragnarok has been fucking all heaters, all beggars. It has just <laughs> been fucking like. Like oh you're gonna fight you're gonna fight this giant ass bear cool oh you're gonna fight Thor cool like it's just been fucking rad so far and I don't know I don't know what it is like again full disclosure if you're listening to this feed uh Sonia uh Sonia Valentine who does live from the pool house uh uh consulted on the game uh a thing I did not know about until uh the game came out and she's like yeah. oh hey I'm in the credits of this I was like. What and also uh Kim Belair, uh, another person who's been on the podcast before. Uh but yeah, that game is just oh, that game is so good. And I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Is it 
it should get all the awards that the VGA is good. I don't know, man. Is I, it, it came out a week before the VGAs and is nominated for all of them. Yeah. Is it that good? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think people overestimate like how good things are. It's like kind of my argument with Elden Ring. I think Elden Ring is a fine video game, but I don't think it's like the world's greatest game that people play once you're playing it. And you're like, yeah, this means so much to me right now. Like, uh, you know, but I think God of War is pretty rad. Hmm. You know what? That's fair. I got a war I'm gonna get around to. Once again, I'm in a predicament where I gotta fucking play the rest of Bayonetta before I can go on to God of War. But I, you know what? I have the day off tomorrow, and which I found out randomly last night. So perhaps I'll start God of War tomorrow. But yeah, it's just one of those games where I feel the same way about 2018, where I played that, and it wasn't even that I thought it was bad. I thought like, oh, this is great. But the way that people think about Horizon is how I feel about God of War 2018, where it is just AAA, behind-the-shoulder, prestige video game, the video game. And that's mm. cool. I like that stuff. You know, I love The Last of Us and all that stuff. But as someone who played literally every other God of War as well, like Ascension, I almost platinum. <laughs> like, I like those original games a lot. So coming back to it, and now it's this template that I am so familiar with, it felt less novel, but also felt less like special to me because it no longer feels like oh there's there's very few games that play god of war there's you know you got your devil may cries your bayonettas and then your god of wars there's very few games that feel like that now god of war feels like every other game <laughs> so that was kind of a problem that i had with the first one and also i platinum the, the god of war 2018 that is not one where that gameplay did not hold up to 40 hours <laughs> i probably should have stopped around 30 or 20 um but I am hearing everything you're saying about Ragnarok and everyone else is saying the exact same thing. And they're also saying that like a lot of the side content is way more worth doing now. So perhaps I already bought it. So like I knew I was going to play it and I knew I'm going to like it. I just don't know how much I'm going to like it to the to the degree where all these game wars people are like, oh, it's the greatest game of the year. We'll see if I feel that way. I'm also 20 hours into Elden Ring and I like that game a lot, but I'm not losing my mind about it. I haven't really lost my mind about a game yet this year, but that might just be because I barely played anything this year. So I'll be fixing that in the next couple of weeks. Now I've been playing a lot of games this year. Right. And like, I don't think like when I look at my list, like I think like the games that like blew me away, like I think it's something like citizen sleeper. Right. Which is like this very like tabletop esque cyberpunk game that is speaking specifically for me or um, <laughs> like looking at like my list that like I've been tallying for this year like kirby in the forgotten lands which is like oh hell yeah that game's great a fucking kirby ass kirby game and that game fucking rules and i didn't even think about it until jenny garcia said something about it and i was like <clears throat> right that game was fucking dope as shit mm-hmm. um but i i do think like people i think people are very big into the regency bias right like that's kind of the bigger issue with the vgas um that and like jeff Keighley doesn't know how to fucking categorize anything um when it comes to these awards, but um, <laughs> best it, performance by a human male. <laughs> I, just, cool. That was Spike TV shit. Awards. I'll yeah. give that to Spike, but yeah. still. <laughs> but I mean, even like, and I, I know Ty and some other people talked about it. Like, even what what they quantify as an indie, like people keep bringing up Stray with indie, but it's being published by Annapurna, which is like Not might as well be anymore. a fucking big studio. I mean, by now, I guess you know? what indie, like what I, I guess we need to. We have it every year, I feel like, around this yeah. time. Like, what the fuck does indie mean? Like, yeah. 
Anapur publishes and develops their own games. That technically, I guess, makes them indie, but they're also a multi-million dollar, like, a year studio that also does movies. Like, right. They're bigger than, they are bigger than Yacht Club or whatever. Even Yacht Club's, like, a super indie at this point. Right. Well, I even think of something like, um, I love the people over at Devolver Digital. Those aren't indies. Oh, yeah. They went public, like, a couple months ago. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Devolver Digital is a big fucking studio. Well, the developers might be indies, but the publisher is not. Like, it's like an indie developer going to EA at this point. Like, right. So yeah. I yeah, I don't know. It's it's such a weird thing. And also I, I'm going to say it. Stray was fine. Stray was like Sir, I don't understand why no, Stray, Stray got so many votes the in game everything. of the year. <laughs> it got talked about a lot, sure. Uh that was the good game. Out through the same shade of Xenoblade Chronicles. Too. Yeah. But, nah, I okay. As someone who did not play Xenoblade and will probably never play Xenoblade, I don't hear people shutting up about that game ever. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like Article Three, pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, it, it's one of those where give them the nomination because they talk about it so much, it has to be good enough to earn that. And then when it loses, shut up about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like well, and that's like what what's frustrating me is like Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is like the game that people wanted Pokemon to be came out and it's just like and you get to be in the rpg pile where no one yep. will talk about you and, ever again. and we will be done talking about you as soon as this is over <laughs> yeah it's just it's just it it sucks it is just like this is just to me it's the bigger ethos of like i don't know how these get voted on or move forward but it does like have the it has the biases of like well if it's nintendo it can only be the one nintendo game and that's it. <laughs> but anyway, here's five here's five PlayStation games that people feel meh about. But we're gonna I mean, say it's the game of the year, you know? I'll I'll say this. I don't know how these nominees are put together, but I'm guessing, judging by the fighting game category, it they just poll a bunch of people and say, All right, what games do you think should go in here? And it's a popular vote thing. But yeah. once people run out of popular votes they're like what else can we fucking put in here yeah. and that's how you get seafood for best fighting game yeah a little weird one also like i feel like it, there's an inconsistent uh that when you get to these smaller or these 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 weirder little categories like the mobile games or like the indie one is especially interesting to me because you'll have a game like immortality which i'm currently playing and, and think sam barlow is fucking that's what i'm game. getting to but yeah. Like as a, a game that's nominated for you know best performance in um, Men Engage, uh, the like best narrative. Uh, I think this. I think it's nominated for art direction too. I don't know uh, d- game direction. Mm-hmm. Like and that game is also not. It's not nominated for best indie. Like if it's nominated for all the various like this 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 game is four things it's the acting it's the direction it's the narrative and it's like how it looks i guess and three of those things are nominated for best of so why isn't that also then considered the best indie of the year like i i don't know how these conversations happen they Colts and lamb had to go somewhere <laughs> i guess you can't let y'all not get nominated for nothing i guess it just, I really do think that's what it comes down to, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it comes, like, it It comes, like, it, it seems like it comes, like, whenever the conversation happened on Twitter, we have to acknowledge that game somehow, right? Like, that's why Stray, I think, gets all these nominations, because Stray was the game everyone talked about during the press conference, like, season, but then when it came out, no one had shit to say about Prey. No one. 
It was yeah. just out. Well, like, I think that's because I, I think, honestly, it got a lot of clicks to websites. A cute cat game on PlayStation 5, the hot new console. Like, that's just a, you're going to click on that story nine times out of ten. When it finally came out, I did see people talk about it, but it wasn't, <laughs> oh, this game is great. It was this is the this is the game that they advertised and i like it because this is the game that was advertised and you saw a bunch of people playing it because it was the cat game is it the greatest cat game of all time actually that's not even fair to say because it was the greatest cat game of all time but is the greatest cat game of all time the greatest game of the year yeah (laughs) is the better question that's the important question i think yeah yeah and it's like yeah that's that's the question that no one was asking then and I, I still don't think anyone's asking that now, despite it being nominated here. So, yeah, yeah. there was a lot of weird nominees on here, to be honest with you. Uh, that's that's the, that's the game. Like, like getting upset about how the video game awards show that the one we all think is the most important decides who gets nominated <laughs> is like it's as as annual as Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> like, this is what we do this time of year. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think. All of our expectations probably need just need to like either just drop or like we just need to get over it. Yeah. Like, uh, or we just wait until dice. Just to, yeah, or wait till dice or, or BAFTAs. Yeah, like, or, when yeah are, one when of those. When two. the award yeah. shows that anyone, that they maybe the artists care about a little bit more. Yeah, um, or you know, yeah, this is what happens uh, here. The Keelys are just like, yo, what was the shiniest shit this yeah. year? Let's get it. Like, or we could wait for the Spawnies and Spawnies too. Uh, but I would also say the the bigger thing that I had an issue with, and like I guess like you said, Jared, it's kind of like like fighting up the fucking stream is the content creator of the year award. Oh yeah, that's um, interesting. It's my favorite award. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, where I this is I because I, I need to know what their what is their basis because their their award is for a streamer or content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community in 2022 and like here's my here's my ignorance right i only know one person on this list and, oh wow and that's the billion um i know at least three <laughs> okay so who is carl jacobs all right carl jacobs it's a very weird story long story short though uh he was a kind of funny fan who made Minecraft Let's Play videos and he hung out with like Blessing and them. He was on like a charity stream a long ass time ago. Uh, and then at some point he got a gig working for Mr. Beast <laughs> and showed up on a bunch of those videos to the what? point where, okay. yes, like he, like he was like some editor or something and was just a side personality on Mr. Beast's channel. And I don't know if he's still doing stuff with Beast, but now he is like one of the most popular streamers in the world. This man, it like, presented a kids choice award like two years ago (laughs) like this motherfucker is everywhere um he is probably one of if not the biggest name on this fucking list and yeah i know carl i know ludwig and i know the belly okay uh ludwig that's the esports yeah not esports he's just like a variety streamer okay talk a lot of shit on twitch people might know him he did a subathon who was trying to become the most sub person on twitch and he streamed for like a month straight (laughs) It was crazy. And so a lot of people just watched that just to see like the marathon continue. That was like sometime early this year or late last year. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing I know Ludwood for and the Nebellion. Hopefully I mean, we all know Nebellion. Yeah, everybody knows Nebellion. Uh, yeah. Do you know uh, QT Cinderella or <laughs> Nob- Nobru? <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. 
Oh, Carl Jacob. I I only know people who know him. I don't I don't know who I've never seen that that he has two million followers is like brand new news to me. I had yeah. no idea what to do. But I think oh, I found out the hard way. <laughs> Every like six months, I'll pop up on a Twitter list that's like carl's tl <laughs> and it's like <laughs> oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's like nobelian seems like such a funny like reactionary uh nomination <laughs> like yeah how many oh, of y'all like did they give a fuck about nobelian last year because it didn't seem like it right uh, oh no do they, give, do they give a fuck about wario 64 who's doing the same shit yeah <laughs> like, probably not <laughs> it's it's one of those things where you don't know what you got till it's gone right and <laughs> and also like I really do feel like Content Creator Year is a is a category they only created to be like, now we have a reason to say that Carl Jacobs is coming to the show and advertise it and make it a bigger thing and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, I think but, the bigger yeah. – my, my bigger issue is like – and I think this is like kind of stimming uh, from like all the shit that was talked about you know, for 2020. Um, there was like this huge push to like bring up more people of color and like – you would think it would have been smart to put like put one person of color up there on that stage, right? Yeah, like you could have taken out no brewer QT, <laughs> like definitely. <laughs> like, I mean, look, I mean, obviously, I know we're we're all fans of Blessing up here, but like, I, would Blessing fall under this kind of like thing? Like, he just did the Marvel thing this year, right? Like, he hosted the Marvel thing earlier this year. Yeah, that's true. Like. I don't know, man. Like, it just, it really does seem like, it just seems like that award, uh, someone called it the Milkshake Duck, Duck Award, and I, and I get that. Like, we're going to find out that one of these people are going to, I mean, like, it's batting average is rough these days. Yeah, it's, what, it's Greg Miller, and that's literally the only person who hasn't been canceled from it? Uh, Maybe, yeah. Who was last year? I don't remember. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't remember. I'm hitting the rewind button on the website. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> I'm about to say, cause I know it was like one year it was boogie and then like boogie's trash. And then I think the year before that, uh, Dr. Disrespect one, which, you know, we know how God. that story goes. <laughs> like, I think did PewDiePie win one year? Cause I, I know well, he's he won done the some first shit. year I thought, but maybe not. Yeah. I know Tyler's won too. Uh, and y'all know how I feel about fucking Tyler Levins. I I don't I don't yeah. fucking like that motherfucker. So like, <laughs> ah, content creator of the year, Dream. Dream was last year, and what uh, happened to Dream? Yeah. Do y'all know what happened to Dream before I say anything? Yes, please, Gilly, Gilly, what happened with Dream? Please. Well, maybe something worse by the sound of Jared's tone, no, but it's it's. It's it was something kind of like, oh, oh, you only care if you know who Dream is. Wait, wait, was it the face reveal? It was the face reveal, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. even thinking about that, but that's also him. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, fuck, he's a white guy. He's God a damn it. white guy. Who, who the fuck? <laughs> who would have thought someone by the name of Dream? Actually, was, there he, is a Dream that's black. Speed, so speed running cheating is what I was thinking of. Yes, that's what I was thinking of, too. There was like some Minecraft speed run that he held He held some type of world record, too. And then people figured it out that he cheated to get that world record. Mm. So, yeah. I repeated yeah, that. Bat, batting a thousand. Yeah, like I said, other than Greg Miller, everyone who's won that award, not great. Actually, Valkyrie is here. She won one year, two years ago, and Valkyrie's okay. Valkyrie's cool. Okay. I I, I, I feel no weird that I know so much about all this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't think like this. I mean, like genuinely, I don't think this award means anything to 
I guess older people anyway. Um, I just, I, I just. I don't wonder under- what it means to them. Like, if it means yeah. anything at all. Like, it seems like only very popular <sighs> people win it. <laughs> like, right. it's not like it's boosting anyone's. I guarantee you, no. All these people who have won this award. It is the least thing they care about, besides maybe Greg Miller. <laughs> right. Like, well, because he came up with it. He had a really. Like, he won that award. It actually had a speech. Like he yes. actually had a thing of like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I played this game, and yeah, you know this person, but do you know this person?" And like, I don't know. Like that was like that's a pretty damn cool thing to do, Greg. Like that's a a pretty you know dope thing to do. Everybody else yeah, has just may- been like. Yeah. I've been putting in the grind and you know, this is what happens when you grind and, and if they give games. a speech. Yeah. Yeah. They, I don't even think they yeah, gave it's a, a speech. It's a JPEG normally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually it's just, they won. All right. On to the next thing where Greg made a moment out of it, which is why, yeah, you should be proud of that. But like every other person on here, I'm sure they just shipped out the award one month and the next day on stream. So this came guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, My, it's uh, just, yeah. A game award, award unboxing video. exactly also just realize i'm looking through these old nominees um there at one point was a nominee was a category for chinese fan game award excuse me what does that even mean (laughs) i don't know but a game called jx3 hd one uh well you know jx2 hd was actually one of my favorite games in 2011. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a mod on the Reddit for JX the franchise. Yeah, you're, yeah. Um, Good God. Uh, yeah, these. I mean, it, it, we're all here for the trailers. Like, I and I don't think I'm even going to watch it this year. To be completely honest with you, every year I'm just like I don't watch it any year. So. Yeah, I, I, I like. I think I watched like the first couple of years, and then like I, I think I watched it last year because my buddy was streaming it. But then I was just like, we don't have to do this. Like we don't like we don't have to do this actually. Nothing about it is this a, is, yeah yeah nothing about this is important. We're just looking for the trailers. The trailers will be put right on Twitter, or well, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. But those trailers will be <laughs> online, uh, you know, just a moment after. Um, so yeah. I, I will say to wrap up this Game Awards thing, I'm going to put this link in the chat and I'm going to invite everyone listening as well. Go to thegameawards.com, click the little rewind tab, go to the year 2016 and look at the picture they chose for Boogie. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Wait, now I got to look the, at this. Click the winner's tab, scroll down until you see Boogie. And you'll you'll see the image. Like, I've seen this man in a suit. You couldn't, you could have gotten anything else you had to go. I want to wait till y'all see it before I just start describing it. Uh, like, why? This man. Yeah. They just really, maybe they put that picture up after he had already been disgraced and they're like, so Fuck I think you. that was his gimmick for a while, though, right? Like, he was. It, it was, yeah, but was it his gimmick like, in 2016? Yeah. yeah, but like, they got the, they got homeboy shirtless with the great value <laughs> mayonnaise. Was 2016 when he um, got the lipo? Or I think it was shortly after that. Because at some point his he his wife was getting like a trainer and he got lipo and then his wife treated on him with his trainer <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Fuck. Uh yeah, I guess uh that's a good way to segue into Twitter. It's almost dead. Or this, this boy's trying to close it right away. What okay, I don't think we talked about like fully talked about Elon Musk just musking it up. Yeah, I think we made some slide jokes, but yeah, Elon Musk bought Twitter. It's all burning down in front of our eyes, or at least it seems like it is. But how do I say this? 
the the house hasn't burned down, but we smell gasoline everywhere. And every time we take a step, it like does the like when you step on a wet carpet thing, but it's all gasoline. Yeah. And so we're either waiting for a match or just for the excess gas to like deteriorate the wood. I it it, it does that's a good point. Like it definitely feels like it's burning down. I do have an I, I do wonder like what it actually what's actually happening. Um especially now that it's private, like it's hard to know. Like it, you normally a, a great indicator that like of what public trust is at a large corporation is how the stock price is doing because investors get really shook about fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that hasn't been the case since late October since they're private now. So all we hear is basically uh, what the news can report and what Twitter itself is reporting or, or by itself. I mean, like, well, sometimes by itself, but what I mean is people employees leaving. Um, sometimes Twitter just kind of fact checks Elon, and that's usually hilarious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like after hearing that half of the staff gets laid off, um, that a bunch of sort of knee jerk meetings that then sort of end with either huge policy changes or huge internal structure changes, or and then also more layoffs, kind of just keep happening for the next week and a half, uh, an attempt to. Uh, merge the verification and the twitter blue sort of premium service together as one service um, without using any of the checks and balances required for verification turned twitter into a financial bomb basically as people decided to do what they were going to do best and troll Uh, but in just the most ridiculous ways possible uh, including pretending to be eli Lilly the he oh. drug company uh, <laughs> and announcing that they were going to give away penicillin for free or insulin for free. Insulin, yeah. And then tanking the stock of Eli Lilly in real life uh, by several hundred percents percentage points uh, was incredible. Incredible. Like not the cyberpunk uh, anti-corporate terrorism I was hoping for, but <laughs> definitely the one I'll take. I love that we can shit post a company into the ground. Into <laughs> to, just to death. Yeah, um, makes me happy. And now we're in this weird quasi place where that's kind of been wrangled for the most part, but we still have to, we still have the question like, what the fuck is he, what is his plan here? We still don't know. Yeah. And it seems like he doesn't either uh, as he kind of hits his staff with like, again, like, Coke out like coked out 1 a.m. sort of emails like I need you guys to do these things super fast or just leave I guess sort of ultimatum emails uh, and people retire are resigning in like the hundreds in reaction like it's hard it, people are treating Twitter like it's about to die and maybe that's an overreaction but there's been no indication of the of the opposite yeah like, yeah yeah it's treating like my about to die but it kind of also seems it, like it's, it's about to it's die looking like it's about to die mm-hmm. it's just that i i still don't want to because i i'm guilty of it too i got on twitter last night when the reports were like oh yeah the offices are going to be closed over the weekend a lot of engineers have been fired shit might start breaking tomorrow and so right then i was like oh shit like i'm 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 fear posting as well but at the same time 
it's less that it's going to all break tomorrow or whenever and more that it's just so uncertain that it could like you you fire enough engineers or enough engineers walk out because the terms of employment are just ridiculous at this point then if anything goes wrong the likelihood of it getting fixed is shrinking by the day by the hour at this fucking point so it's like how long before someone does some weird thing someone tweets the wrong emoji in the wrong country and then it breaks the entire site or you know someone's trying to put five tweet five pit oh my god five pictures in a tweet words um like something's gonna happen and then things are gonna get broken and the concern isn't that oh we're gonna wake up it's gonna be a 404 page the concern i think is more i'm gonna open the app tomorrow and it will just load infinitely and it'll look like everything's okay but then tweets just won't load or like I'll share a tweet and it'll say sent, but then I don't see any reactions to it. Like small things are going to start breaking. I think this the site's just going to go into a state of disrepair over the next couple of weeks. And that's what's more heartbreaking because it's not even like an MMO where it's like, oh, let's all get on the server and wave goodbye. It, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not even going to be that. It's just going to be it, it's going to be like one day. One day, ah, I don't want to make a dementia reference, but it's, it feels like that type of thing, which is so much more painful for people who have like their livelihoods hooked up onto this app, not just their friends. Yeah. No, I mean, I I, I think it's like, it's very frustrating because you're just like, I, I think like initially everyone, it's very easy to be glib and be like, yeah, Twitter is going to die. That's fucking great. And it's like, yeah, I get it. And like, I was talking about this the other day. I think a lot of people conflate their idea of like what's bad about Twitter than their actual experiences on Twitter. And I think that's what a lot of people are kind of having to reconcile with. Like, are there shitty people on Twitter? Yeah, of course there are. But for the most part, unless you are like someone in a public space, you never interact with those people. Like genuinely, mm -hmm. right? Oh, and you're able to like curate your own feed. You can block people and everything like that. And like, for the most part, outside of like an extenuating circumstance, nobody is as important enough, like as a regular everyday person, that someone is going to make sock puppet accounts to come after them. I say <laughs> exactly. that as somebody who has had somebody made sock, sock puppet accounts to come <laughs> after me, right? Like it's not a wide thing. Like I, I can't, I can't ever be negative about Twitter because without Twitter, I'm never on Giant Bomb, right? And that mm -hmm. is the the break that I got was because I was on Twitter and I just shot I shot a tweet over to Abby being like, "Hey, do you you, you needed somebody for Giant Bob? What's up?" And I got on Giant Bob, right? And then I got to do a lot of stuff because it's exposure. But like, I I've never had a negative experience on Twitter, like outside of like again, like some weird like Calmory already put me in a in a video once, and that was about it. So I got judged for like, a, yeah, it was like in a feud with a guy that I knew from another podcasting thing. And he put like, I put it, I like replied something and he just put me in the video. Uh, it did not blink out my name. So that was a fun, <laughs> that was a fun two or three days of dealing <laughs> with, uh, with Colin Judds. So, uh, That's fun fact, funny. I had somebody in real life say, you wouldn't say that shit to Colin's face. I was like, I would. Please put Colin Moriarty <laughs> in front of me. I absolutely would, right? Um, Freak, Freak Nick Two is now Fight Night Round Three. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying it. I was gonna, 
<laughs> I was going to say, I'll box, I'll box Colin for free, Nick, too. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to box Colin. I am, I am, that is not I, in our pitch, Jeff Keeley. You did not hear that. I mean, it's not not in our pitch is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying it's not it's not the, the first in the bullet points. That, uh, that does – I don't want to derail this too far. Yeah. But I, that does kind of make me wonder, how come there hasn't been like – video game personality like celebrity boxing matches because that means people would actually have to fight and that's not, yeah <laughs> that's not what most of those like how come are. no one is like kicking the door down to fight the quartering <laughs> <laughs> i think because they when you when your whole personality is existing on the marketplace of ideas, the second those ideas become yeah. physical things, <laughs> you're no like, oh, in, no. in, in the squared circle of ideas. Yeah. Here's I ain't got question. the money for this market. Here's my question. I wouldn't mind uh, fighting the quartering for money or whatever. Uh, did he wash his hands? Because, like, I don't <laughs> – I don't want to – I don't want to scrap it out and then get, like, get hit in the head with his hands. Like, I don't, I don't want that. That's true. I don't want that. Um, Just Cheeto doesn't sadness. <laughs> there's, there's not a single video game personality on any side I wouldn't fight for money. That's all uh, I'm saying. If anyone's listening, uh, let's go. Is Steven, is Steven you know, Richards Steven Richard still uh, cover video games? I don't know. That was the weirdest thing to me. And again, not to super derail it, but when I first started covering games, was going to fax and being in the press room and Stevie Richards is right there. And I was just like, from the BW, like what? <laughs> Blue Blue World Order. For like, <laughs> Blue World Order. What? I think he's a fitness guy though. Now, isn't he? He, he has like a fitness YouTube. I thought maybe fitness. He's like, no, like fifty two too. Like this, and he's yeah. shredded. Like he's crazy. I, I mean, would you have to fight Austin? I don't. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not talking <laughs> shit about Austin Creed. I love Austin. Austin I love <laughs> we you. all do love Austin. <laughs> but are those show muscles? Like I don't know if Austin can actually fight, so that would be my question. I mean, I, I have a good feeling that he can throw down if need be. I mean, he I he he was a high school wrestler. Oh but, yeah, but I played I football he, in high school too. So like, I think he wrestled in college too. But I, I think okay. he went to like a, um, I think he went to Furman. I don't know that he actually like went there though. I think he, I don't know. But I don't know what how how long he stayed there before he just went straight into all. All I'm saying is I'm bet I'm betting he's more about that life than not about that life. <laughs> In any or. context, yeah, he, and, and he also you know rides with uh, Kofi, who was part he was who was wrestling at a time when you kind of had to be about that life. Yeah, yes, so he 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 has like a crossover sort of by proxy uh, with the shits sort of attitude. That's fine though. He's five eleven. I'm six two. Okay, well, we don't need to wait. I'm the same height as Xavier Woods. I'm putting that on my Tinder profile. We don't need to. We don't need to. We don't need to shame five eleven. Listen, I'm not shaming five eleven. I'm just saying, tail the tape says I'm in a good position. Mm. I, I, my my last boxing match was last week. When was Alison Creed's last boxing match? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. What's up? Hey, hey, look. I'm saying I'd promote it. Freak Nick 2, Austin versus Jarrett. <laughs> Just saying that slap boxing championship. There we don't go. Br- don't bring Claudio. I'm not fighting Claudio. That's no. one person I'm not, not going to fight for. 
Fair enough. Well, how about we just keep all of the fights on Twitter where they yeah. Um But yeah, <laughs> well, go not back anymore. To it. Yeah. We're putting Twitter in a box and throwing it in the ocean. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, go back to it. I I know I have a negative thing about Twitter, and yeah, it's gonna. I'm going to be. I'm going to be legitimately bummed when it's gone. Um, and it sucks because like it is a better force of good, but also. It's also inevitable. Like I, I hate like the doom and gloom. Like, oh, of course this was going to happen, but it was going to happen because it, it was trying to do a growth model, and there's not really a, <laughs> turns out there's not really a way to monetize thought in the public sphere, square, and that's kind of where the issue lies in general with with uh, Twitter. <sighs> it has to be. It's it has to be a sunk. Uh, 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 it has to be like a a money sink. Because that's the only way it works. Because people aren't going to pay money to to yell about their buttholes. Like I'm not paying eight dollars a month <laughs> to talk about. Oh, do you see that girl's ass? Like I will on their OnlyFans, but it's only to them, not <laughs> not for that's everyone a, to that's see. To the public. Uh, see, I that's a yeah. Go ahead, please. You're, please. You're, I think there's a like Twitter is one is one of those many of these tech sites that kind of exists to fail. Like they fail up. Yeah. And, Maybe not even up. They just kind of fail in the same place because Twitter it doesn't provide really anything except this. Whereas like something like Uber, for example, Uber is another sort of tech company that kind of got that gets by off investments without having to ever turn like actual profits or have like a real sort of plan for profit. Like going forward, they can just fail forever. Same with like Grubhub, like all these meal services. Like these are all places that like the margins are fucked up and like if they make money they're lucky and they're going to keep getting investment anyway because they're they're in the grow the market share portion of their strategy right now and then you'll start seeing them upcharge everything afterwards it's kind of where netflix is now they like spent all the money to get into your houses and now they got to like hope you don't cancel the subscription when they turn up the 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 cost for all this i just yeah. It, like Twitter never was ever going to there, there was no valuable way to do that for Twitter like they could they they knew they could not make you pay for any of this and the the moment they try you're all going to run away but they they were still on the treadmill of getting investment and getting ad money and kind of just keeping it afloat and making it work because they were trying to be too big to just close one day and like everyone would miss it i think part of it being like one of the small social networks but also being like the one that is so that has so much attention on it politically kind of kept it afloat as well because yeah. everybody wanted it to every all these all of Congress wanted it to change in various different ways and but none of them wanted it to go away. So I, like I feel like nationalization of of Twitter is like not off the table and has never been off the table and it feels probably closer now than it ever has felt. But <laughs> it, it's like. They, this idea that a, a person in this industry, in the in the tech business, who has to be ha, has to have some proximity to the scheme because that that's what it is. It's like a scheme. Has to know that about Twitter that like it existed in like a perilous way uh, on thin ice, just as a cycle of investor money, ad money, and everyone just closing their eyes in the year ends. And pretending that the red the red ink doesn't mean anything, I don't know why he thought he would buy that and then somehow fix it. Like he did the he did, he is like 
former President Trump in that way, where it's like you, your entire value is being angry at the thing. Don't right. be the thing because <laughs> like that's the pro- like now you're the problem. Like, yep. It's better to just be the loudest person saying that this unfixable thing is a problem because that's 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 what you're working at. This is this is that's the gimmick. When you when you become the government or you become the problem, then you have to to fix it. And then but you don't have to fix it. You can just say it's bad and you can say I would fix it, but never put yourself in position of it. And like, how does he not know this? You're supposed to be a smart dude. How can you not scam? You're supposed to be a scammer. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that, homeboys posted nine gag memes. He he was never <laughs> smart, dude. Yeah, I mean that's like that's my big thing. Is like as someone who is pro scamming, especially the rich, he's just so bad at scamming. I've never he's, seen a, a scammer so bad at scamming. It, it, it's just like I, <laughs> and then like everything like you don't like all you had to do was go in there, brand loyalty, come in there and be like, hey guys. My name is Elon Musk. I'm here to help grow your business. I know what you're thinking. Oh, this guy's this guy is cringe. Like you go in there, and be like this guy is cringe. Why would you ever vote? For, like, but I'm coming here to work for you. Be quiet for like three months. Let yeah, you're gonna lose money. Okay, just gotta be quiet for three months. Yeah, at the beginning of the year. Hey, we're gonna roll out some new things. Slowly roll this stuff out. People wouldn't have said shit if they would have just slowly rolled out the Twitter blue things, like. People like us who would have been allowed to be like, no, nah, you pay for Twitter. That's corny. Like that would have been yeah. everybody else. It would have been like, oh, wait, I could be like the cool people and have a blue check dart next to my name. Well, sign me up. And they would have been able to make money. But instead, he has to be the he has to be he has to own the libs. That's mm-hmm. all he has to do. He has to own the libs. It has to be his thing. He has to put he has to insert himself into all these decisions because he has to be the cool one. He has to be the the mover, the shaker. And it's just very frustrating because, like you said, Twitter Blue, yes, I don't like the checkmark thing. But, like, every other part of Twitter Blue, like uploading longer videos, all this other stuff, it's like, shit, I might take advantage of some of that as someone who posts too much. But at the same <laughs> time, I don't want to be fucking – it's annoying already that all these people are running around here with check marks, And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> like – and then having to check, like, I know I said the same thing everybody else said, that Studio Ghibli, uh, LucasArts tweet. I thought that shit was fake for hours. <laughs> like, mean, that's, that's, that's the world we lived in, yeah. Exactly. Like, checkmark or not, shit is fake until I have to really, really dig down and research shit. And that's just not an ideal way to use a website. But I, I don't know. Elon, I think the thing about Twitter specifically why i like it and why i think a lot of people like it is because it is number one it's uh it's a social media website that is new enough that your parents are on it number two it's not visually dependent in the way that instagram or tiktok is where you can be you can be cool or fun or popular on twitter and have a shitty life that no one knows about because they don't have to see it in the background of your videos or you don't have to go to like some event to take a nice photo like you can just talk shit and that's good enough. Um, and then also, like, I do feel like Twitter's the only social media website where everybody is in the same place no matter what. Like you can be yeah. fucking Kim Kardashian and your tweet is right next to Joe Schmo with one follower. Yeah. Like it, everybody is in the same place and often talking about the same things, just depending on like what your trending page is pushing you. So like it just felt like a 
people always talk about the town square thing and all this discussion about Twitter and it's in its death throes right now has got me thinking like, yeah, that town square thing might be accurate, but more so I think of like, this is like the playground. If, if something like discord or Reddit or even really Facebook are like the lunch tables where you have to go and choose a table to sit down at Twitter is just a playground where you're just walking around and someone might hear you say, oh, you're talking about this movie I like? Well, I'm going to have a conversation with you about this movie for a second before I run on to the next person. Everything's short, everything's quick, but you have so many more smaller connections to all different types of people. And that's why I like Twitter. That's why I'm going to miss it. And I think that's why Elon wanted to buy it because, because he's right there next to everybody else. He looks stupid in comparison to everybody else. So we have been talking shit on him for years and now here we are where that's going to change. And I don't like it. I don't like it. I just wish he wasn't. I wish he wasn't involved. If any yeah. other like philanthropic. Ph- ph- what's the word? Is it philanthropic? Philum- philanthropic? Philanthropic, I think it's probably. There we the go. Word, yeah. <clears throat> yes. If any other little billionaire would ever want to buy Twitter, if they were a quiet person like most billionaires are, I don't think we'd be losing our minds to the same degree, even if the same exact changes were happening. It's the fact that this man had to post through it for the last month. <laughs> That's what's really just, like biting us. If he just did what everyone thought he was going to do, which is just like reinstate everyone who was banned, it still wouldn't be as bad as what he's actually doing. And right. Everyone would still mm-hmm. like it. Like his, his fucking little creeps would like him just as much, probably more. Like, yeah, it's it's weird to to, to decide that you got to Elon this whole shit up, which is, I guess, like the entire sort of game when you're an entrepreneur with lots like a billionaire entrepreneur like you. There's a there's a sort of narcissism involved that you have to sort of make sure that everyone knows that this is yours now. And if that means you have to cut a bunch of it away and like build some other shit no one wants to, to make sure that the legs that will be in the desert, you know, in a thousand years with your poem on it is your legs. Then I get it, but it sucks. And I just don't, there's, there's, there's certainly a better, and everyone will speculate because, you know, and we'll, we'll have plenty of time to, because I'm sure Twitter's not going to just disappear. Yeah, overnight, but yeah. What, whatever version this becomes, we'll all be speculating on the various ways. He could have probably done this a little better. Yeah. <laughs> I just also think that – and look, man, I know like these other sites are really cool. I don't just – there's not an alternative that interests me. I I like yeah, – what the, the fuck is Bastodon? <laughs> I, I, I don't know and I refuse to learn. Like that's what Bastodon is. Bastodon I tried to learn is, and I still don't know. <laughs> Bastodon is Zach, uh, Zach Powers, uh, what he used to, ch- used to chant before he turned to the Black Power Ranger. That's what Bastodon <laughs> is for me. Um, n- no, um, like – I so I signed up originally for co-host because like a lot of people in the gaming, there was like a lot of buzz behind it. I think Austin Walker had, you know, signed up for it. But like as soon as I came in, it's like, well, you can't post right away. And it's like, okay. And then it's like, all right, well, and you get these like this right now. It's like, well, this isn't the experience I want. Like this is like I could just do this on Discord. If we're just curating like a small list of people to hear me like Twitter is where I get to say something reckless and then walk off and be like, ah, I feel accomplished. And like that being <laughs> gone, like, I don't, there's nowhere else. I'm, like, I'm not going to Tumblr. Say 2010. That's done. That's it's over. Bro, Tumblr. I booted that's my Tumblr happening. back up, bro. That, that, <laughs> I had to. It's not happening. I'm not going, I'm not going back to Tumblr. They opened up live journal. I'll do a live journal. I'll go back to live journal. 
You might as well have said Friendster to me. What the? F- I know what Live <laughs> Journal is. Why the fuck are you on Live Journal? I was on Live Journal because look, man. Like indie girls, you know, you know indie girls that. in their you early two thousand. You know nothing about live journal. Indie girls in their early two thousand like the sm- like the smart like the smart sensitive soul, and that's what you would go to live journal for. <laughs> it's all look. That's, that's what I perceive Tumblr to be. <laughs> that's but that's the trick about so- social media. Is the trick trick about social media is is to make yourself look good to the member of the of the sex you want to hook up with. That's what it is. That's all I've, social media is. It is. It is just trying to preen yourself to get to get you a partner. That's all social media is. I have been using Twitter all wrong. <laughs> I need to delete some tweets. I'm gonna leave this brat tweet up and everything else. I got to delete. <laughs> <laughs> T- Tumblr is like the more shit posty live journal. Yeah. I will yes. say I did see – I'm not going to put their name out there, uh, but I did see like someone I followed for a year. He's like, oh, this is going to go down? I'm going to throw up a thirst trap. And I was like, well, damn. You had to wait now? Like now? Like this at this point is when you're doing this? <laughs> Let <laughs> me tell you. I, I, I saw this one clip from someone, just a random person on Twitter. I think someone retweeted it. And they were like, well, since the site's going to shut down, and they posted a clip from fucking Arthur, where it's Francine going, squirting contest. Let's see if you can squirt <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, you were, I saw that shit at work, and I wanted to cry. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. This, this so yeah, site, people were going crazy on the app last night, and it's probably going to continue. Yeah, the site can't go. Like, I agree with you, Jared. I don't think it's going to be, a, like, we're not going to wake up tomorrow, and then it's just not available. Um, I hope not because that's how we get our traffic for the for the podcast. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I do think like it is, it is going to generally going to change. And I do think like if it does go down, there will be what remains of the husk of the people who created Twitter, a new Twitter. Because here's the thing: Jack got all that money. You don't think Jack isn't just going to do Twitter again if it goes away? I do because it's going to cost him less money than he got from Elon Musk. Like to do it. Yeah, I wonder. I, I feel like he maybe thought he was at, like at the game, but like I don't think he suddenly thought he had to get back in the game so soon. So who could who could say really? Yeah. But I'm gonna yeah. be up in Twitter, like you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy, they they be living in celestial heads at like, out in space. That's how I'm gonna be in Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Twitter's a floating body in space. I'm still gonna be in that bitch. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah, I I'm gonna be on Twitter the same way. But like I I literally have claimed. If if EJ Spun Six One exists on a website, there's like an eight out of ten chance that I have claimed it. So like, you'll find me. I won't shut up <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look me up on Turntable FM. Uh, <laughs> finally. Finally. Uh, Hit me up on Tout. Before we before we leave. <laughs> uh, before Playfire.com. Before we leave, uh, there is something I did want to talk about. I totally forgot uh, in the free planning. Something that's been in my craw. Aubrey must be stopped. He must be stopped. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> he must be fucking stopped. Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah. That nigga is 36 years old. Mm-hmm. And. He's made an album with his bestie, 21 Savage. <laughs> John, true. they clowning. White people clowning you on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> White people are clowning you on TikTok, dog. Like, stop it. Yeah, that's your whole audience, my guy. <laughs> like they just like I 
I don't get I, – I literally don't get it. I don't understand why he decided to take a shot at Meg for no reason other than, you know, the misogyny of it. I, well, I, <laughs> I don't know if he's cool with Tori because they're both from Canada or something, but, like, it really does feel like – because he's in his whole I'm a toxic male now vibe. And number one, you're damn near 40. You should have been out of that phase by like 29. <laughs> and number two, like, I think you're just doing that. I think he's just doing that to be edgy. And also, like, does he not understand we live in the era of like therapy is like a thing everyone talks about? Like, right. like it, it's weird because like toxic men are that there are there are plenty of men whose whole career is like and their whole thing is I'm toxic. Like future will never grow up you're right uh the weekend's whole shit is i'm toxic actually <laughs> maybe i'm the problem every time i'm sensitive but i'm the problem uh it, it never feels right when it comes from drake it always feels like he's he has to check a box when it happens there like and he's like acting this particular thing like th- there are some people saying that like it wasn't maybe it maybe wasn't a specific sub but like it doesn't matter because everyone thinks it is. And also he does then make specific subs on people. Like, why are you still talking about Serena's husband? She's married with kids. Like, leave her alone. Yeah. Like, leave that white man alone. <laughs> He's just like, I got my African queen. Leave me alone. He's just <laughs> like, I will never rest until she's mine. Like, <laughs> dog. Like, stop it. <laughs> like, I was waiting for the ace at Rocky bar at this point. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, good guy. I, he just comes off as such like a tiny bitter man whenever like, he makes bars weirdo, like this man like <laughs> just a piece of shit cornball like he the fucking the the day the album drops he's just posting hentai on his instagram story oh, yeah, i couldn't believe and that i shit. was like oh this is a joke someone's joking nope champagne poppy himself was just posting hentai on instagram like dog at what point like, does he need like <laughs> like you said he needs therapy. He needs something. Like, we gotta stop enabling this dude. We gotta. This man has a child and he's acting like this. I still can't get over that. <laughs> like, go be I, a father. <laughs> go home and be a family man. Go home and be a family man. Literally. Like, it, I don't know, man. Like, it's, I, I've given Donald Glover shit on here. Donald Glover's just corny. Like, Donald Glover is not a, like, Drake is officially not just a problem. It needs to stop. Like we're we are like two more like fuck up Drake albums to having Drake have his own yay moment. Uh it like <laughs> it won't be shocking. Like yeah. when it happens, you're gonna be like, Well damn, here it is. Like he he he's got to this point now. Yeah. And it's going to happen so late, though, that it's going to feel like he's following a trend of that. Yeah, I was going to say, if this yay shit actually did did numbers, he would have already done it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah he, he'd be there sharing links to certain movies as well. Like, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I don't know. Everything Drake does that is in, like, this weird thing. Like, he's just following trends and everything. I understand that's the whole point. But at a certain point, certain trends aren't, like, something that should be replicated or continued. Like, and also, you're not going to get the clout from this shit because you're fucking wheelchair Jimmy. Yeah, Yeah, right. Like, it's never going to happen. Like, you got to stop looking for old heads to love you. It's not going to happen. Your your light's getting sensitive. They don't like you. I'm sorry. You had a good relationship with your mom. You shouldn't rap like this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like you said, Jared. It's like his audience, his audience are like are white dudes, and they're not going to be. They're clowning you, dog. Like, 
the white women who love you, Drake, they love you. They would love love nothing more to be your 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 woman are clowning you about how about your twenty one, can you do something for me, Bar? Yes. And oh like, like God. it's a rough way to start when it's the first bar too of, yes. of the album. But like it, what's 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 hilarious is like this is a better album than the last one. Like mm-hmm. just objectively a better this better music. And yeah, it's not even like great necessarily, yeah. but it's like if I had to pick this or the fucking last one, whatever I don't remember the name, you don't remember the name of it. I remember the album what the album looks like. Oh, honestly, never mind. Yeah, yeah. If I had to pick this or, or that, I would pick this every time. But like and it's this shit isn't so like emotionally resonant to him or so personal specifically, it, or it doesn't seem so anyway, that you even have to like that. You can write these bars about anyone, like or just not. Like you can have mm-hmm. a mysterious BBL lady and let it not have to be. Like you don't have to attack anyone. You can say similar shit without having to like run the bus over someone specifically. Right. Or like if he, I, you know what? I think he got scared. I think he just wanted to get into the messy. I'm gonna start sending shots at people, Drake. But he, the push of TB spooked him. So he's like, yeah. I'm not talking to any men anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking I'm to not, women. I'm so there's a power dude. dynamic yeah. there. But Meg would fry his ass up. Yeah, that's so, the yeah, thing. That's exactly. It's like Meg's album wasn't Meg's ass album wasn't great either. But like Meg, what Meg excels at is distract. She's like the the black woman Eminem at this shit. You give yeah. her a target, she's going she's going yeah. to annihilate. She's gonna be at the mall with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I it's just yeah. I just I I I would feel remiss if we didn't talk about Drake and just tell him to stop. So Drake, this is I'm I'm actually I'm, I'm being this is a I'm being completely serious here, Drake. Drake, Aubrey, I want you to sit down. Uh, you can sit down in that wheelchair that you were in in Degrassi. Just take a seat. Um, I know you. Yeah, a sprain ain't going like nothing to play with. It's not. Um, <laughs> look, uh, <laughs> you are a child actor from Canada. Um, this, this is. It's been cute, but you got to stop. You're out here making us all, as a people, look foolish, and I won't abide by it anymore. Um, so stop. Sit down. Go. Enjoy your millions. Go with your family. Go, go to your, go to your college basketball games you like to go to, and wear, wear your college jerseys like you're 19 years old, <laughs> even though you're 36 or not 37. Go do that, but stop this because it's corny and you're making us all look bad, man. Taylor Swift put out a whole album of whack songs, and I can't even <laughs> joke about that because you made us look bad, man. Come on. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this, Mr. Mr. Drizzy, if you are listening to this. Um, yes, go shut up and like, don't make music anymore. But if you want to like either make a song with Eminem or a song with Black Thought, I want to see what either of those look like in current year. I think that would be hilarious on both counts. <laughs> I mean, do, I wonder if that hasn't like, there hasn't been an attempt at some point, like, like he's made a song with Eminem, but that's before he was a meme Drake. <laughs> right. Like I, I don't know that the Black Thought door is ever open, but like maybe. Because... I, I, I only want to see that just because like, can you imagine him getting on a track with like Black Star or some shit? It wouldn't fit. So no. what would he have to change about himself to make that work? I want to see what the fuck that would be. <laughs> oh my God. And then same thing for Eminem where that wouldn't fit, but like either 
Would Eminem change himself to fit into that? No, God no. But what would Drake have to be? What what Drake bag would he have to get in for Eminem featuring Drake or Drake featuring Eminem to make sense in twenty twenty two? I feel like, I feel like Eminem so did just write like sixteen bars about Jesus recently. So <laughs> <laughs> who can say? I mean, that's not that's not completely out of character for Eminem since sobriety. Like he didn't make a song guess, called best yeah. friend with uh yellow wolf that also had the same exact vibe. Also God did does not deserve to win album of the year or rap album of the year. Yeah, like what a, what we're what doing. a wild. Yeah. I don't know what the Grammys are doing either, but hey, yeah. that J that JID album fucking really great. And I'm very upset that that's not there. Yeah, it, it should be. I don't know if maybe it missed eligibility, but that seems like a whole bunch of bullshit. Like, I don't know. Grammys are just. I don't know. Bad. Jack, Jack Harlow's on this uh, uh, many list, so yeah. they can just throw that whole shit away. Somebody um, made the point, like, was trying to be flippant, said that John Cena was a better rapper than Jack Harlow. And I'm going to say this on air, on a microphone John Cena is probably the best white rapper I've ever heard. And that's not a joke. That. Evan, 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 Evan. I'm, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. You know what? I'm not even going to say anything relating to the Eminem show vinyl on my wall. What I will say, <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is a young man by the name of Marlon Kraft. Just look him up. That's all I'm going to say. Home Court Advantage Volume 1. He, he's all right. He's look, all right. Look, I, I know, like, again, John Cena is a wrestler. I get it. That My Time Is Now album has bangers on it bad yes, man I'm, is a fucking heater that is a fucking heater and i'll he say is he really can good. rap but is he in like any type of top three ah, i don't know about all that i'll say it's really white rappers i would, I would he's, a, he's a top five he's not top three he's a top five he's okay. a top five there's a chance i can give that to you just for white people i don't even i'm not even gonna address this directly but <laughs> i i do i do wish i could create a situ- a scenario where i could just have john cena rap like versus white rappers like i would love to see john cena versus like tay money yeah I just want to oh my god fucking baby tron john cena had that fucking line that that wiz khalifa track a track that was like a throwaway for a video game album it just was like oh, yeah. oh, i'm just gonna spit bars on this i <laughs> like, wonder if he still has it like i wonder are we gonna see like like when will smith had that weird rap uh like freestyle thing with his son like on youtube like <laughs> yeah in 2017 oh, you're like gonna say john lost cena. and found too <laughs> oh no <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I I was also saying that to say fuck Jack Harlow. Like not fucked. I don't know Jack Harlow. Just Jack Harlow shouldn't have been. Jack Harlow's like, capable. He just made a bad album. Yeah, <laughs> just like I don't know about album rap album of the year. I don't know. Also, again, I like that that JID album, that Kendrick album. I enjoyed. Listened to it once because that's all I really needed that album. I don't know if I would have nominated that one either. Yeah. It also feels yeah. like I mean, Mister Morale, the Big Steppers feels like art. Where where God did does not feel like art. God yeah. did feel honestly. God did is the musical equivalent of those fucking animated movies with the stat cast that no one watches. <laughs> it's would, literally that. And we're back to sausage party. Uh, bring it yeah. right around. God uh, did is like that's what I call music, but with like, but <laughs> that but not covers. Now that's what I call. I phoned in this verse. Yes. <laughs> 
All right. All right. Yeah, Speaking of things that God did, <laughs> he God did this podcast. I don't know. It's a bad segue. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's this, that's this thing. Uh, uh, we already got plugs. Uh, Evan, anything that you would like to plug? Um, feels very ironic to say this now, but follow me on Twitter. Of course, DJ Spun 61. Um, or, you know, anywhere else, follow me on fucking, uh, actually TikTok is a good place. I, I post on there sometimes, but long story short, we also do spoonful podcast. You can find that wherever spoonful is. Uh, it's on YouTube or something. Oh, uh, also, um, I, I meant ooh, to yes. ask you, did you give that Carly Rae Jepsen this fan? You know what? I haven't because I actually went to Paramore City instead. Um, and Paramore is very good. I, I haven't talked about it anywhere yet. So, yeah, shout out to Paramore. I listened to them for like a solid week. That was a great time. But Carly Rae's next. Carly Rae's yeah. next. Uh, like I said on Twitter, I told you so. And then you tried to troll me and say that Jared said it. <laughs> and I was like, you motherfucker. And then I did the same thing to you. The same thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, no, but thank you, TL did." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, shout out. To, uh, I am now a Haley Williams stand, and I will be going to that concert next year in Georgia, which is not true because I saved up money for a lot of other shit, like we talked about in the group chat. But that's for later. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jared, what uh, things have you like to promote there that you have? Uh, I don't have anything. I mean, okay. I guess fo- you should follow me on Twitter at J-M-E-H-Y-T-R. Uh, you'll notice that that's not me. It's actually a woman named Jamie Hayter. Uh, you don't don't need to follow me. Yeah. What you should do is follow her mm. because, I mean, just look at some videos. You'll get it. Mm. Uh... It's not porn. I'm not sending you to look at a porn account. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it sounded like I was going to. I realized that, like, I was as I but was leaning uh... away from the mic. Like, I should probably. Doesn't she have I... a a paid site? Doesn't she have a paid site? I'm gonna keep it real with you, Chief. I I was looking up that Twitter as you said it, and while it was loading, I had that like tinge of uncertainty. <laughs> I realized, like, so did I, but I knew what it was. So I was like, Yeah, hmm. yeah, I know. Well, I was just her best friend, who she's wrestling on Saturday, of this recording. Does have a paid site. I was just no, she didn't have a paid site. No. Oh, okay. I mean, if you're asking me, not to objectify, but if you're asking me, I would, I would give her the money, not Tony Storm. But I'm just saying, just... if if you're interested in biceps, yeah, just then you yeah. can buy some steps today. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter before it dies at Turbo Bison. Um, but I don't, I don't do that much shit post anyway. Um and you can buy our shirts at on Bonfire. If you follow me on Twitter, you can get access to go buy one of our shirts. And that's where the actual heat is, uh getting one of our t-shirts. Um but yeah, other than that, this is this show. Um buy God of War, because my friend consulted on it. That's literally oh, yeah. that's my plug. Buy God of War. Uh so for Emmett, for Jarrett, uh my name is TL. This has been the thing. You have been welcomed. Get out of our house, Steve. (laughs) Abrasive.